everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Ann James from DrAnnJames.com, and I present to you the Freedom Battle Buddies of Color podcast. This podcast highlights and gives voice to the remarkable experiences and expertise of women of color who are currently serving or have served in any branch of the military. I believe that these inspirational stories of triumph and trial will help other women in the military and veteran communities successfully navigate their own freedom journey. You see, my definition of freedom is when you embrace the mindset of doing what you want, when you want, without ever worrying about money. Listen in as we chatted up about everything freedom. I'm talking about financial freedom, lifestyle freedom, and everything in between. Before we jump in, go ahead and hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss a future episode. So with that, let's get to it. Hi there, it's your host, Dr. Ann, and I'm excited to share with you that April is recognized as Military Saves Month. So episodes throughout the entire month will highlight the remarkable financial freedom journeys of several women veterans. It is my hope that as you listen in over the next several weeks, that you will be inspired to take action to secure your own financial future. So with that, it is my pleasure to introduce today's guest, Army veteran Nijork Tayi. From the war-torn country of South Sudan, Africa, Nijork grew up between two refugee camps in Ethiopia, where she faced many cultural norms and practices that deprived her rights as a child by international law. Against all odds, Nijork overcame these obstacles and decided to join the Army as a nurse to learn firsthand the experiences that her brother encountered while serving in the military. After learning that she would be unexpectedly medically retired from the Army through the Wounded Warrior Battalion, Nijork decided that she had to get her finances in order for herself and her children. As a single mother, Nijork worked tirelessly to become debt-free and build financial wealth and eventually paid off over $80,000 in debt in 10 months. This remarkable act quickly gained national and international attention as she became featured on Good Morning America, CNBC, and Dave Ramsey Solution. In her continuance of service, Nijork threw herself into serving South Sudanese women by launching RSS Girls Break the Silence LLC, a nonprofit organization that provides mentorship to women worldwide, connects individuals with mental health counselors in their communities, and delivers community education using social media and encourages others to speak out about their past traumas to promote healing. Her vision is to empower others to succeed despite adversity and inspire people to speak up against cultural norms that were put in place to silence women. She coaches others on becoming debt-free and teaches entrepreneurship using strategies and methods she implemented to grow her own business and develop herself as a leader. So with that, let's get to it with my girl, Nijork Tainik. Welcome to the podcast, Nijork. How are you? I am doing great, Dr. Han. Thank you for having me. Girl, you can call me Ann. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited for us to chat today. As we was talking about before I hit the record button, your episode is going to be part of a series during Military Saves Month. You know, and it's just so very important for those that are currently serving and those that have transitioned out of the military to hear the importance of savings. And when I read your story of your financial freedom story about how much you paid off in a short period of time, I had to reach out and get you on the podcast. So thank you so much for agreeing to be here today because I know you got a lot going on. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. I do have a lot going on, but I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to share my story. I really appreciate that. Well, before we get into your um, freedom journey, I always start out with these questions with my guests because it's something that's near and dear to my heart, but I like to hear other people's definition as well. So what is your definition of financial freedom? It's a lot. To me, it means not having to worry about money. Financial freedom to me means I could give to whoever I want to give to whenever I want to give because I'm a, I'm a giver by heart and it's a service that I like to do. It also means I can travel whenever I want to travel and not having to worry about coming back to work or not being able to pay my bills. Financial freedom is a number for me. I have a number in my mind that by reaching that number, I would feel like I have reached my goal in financial freedom. It means I have a mission in mind that I want to do with the UN. It means doing that mission and not worry about having to come back and just doing it. So that's financial freedom to me. It's doing the things I want to do and giving to whoever I want to give to. I love that. So many different facets of it, right? You didn't just focus on spending, but you included giving. Yeah. And that's why I think it's often overlooked sometimes. You know, when we hear of financial freedom, we might want to, you know, be like, oh, I can buy whatever I want, do whatever I want, you know, travel. I love to travel too. But the ultimate goal is to also be able to give to whatever agency or person that we would like to. So thank you for sharing that. So I see that you are um, an Army veteran. I wanted to know what in the world made you join the military? (laughs) Well, I am a girly girl by like just nature. Being in the Army was never something I thought of. I didn't think in the world I would ever join the Army or military for that matters. But in 2005, I was in nursing school. And I was in the second year of nursing school. I was actually taking a psychological class, psych class. And my brother, my older brother, had just returned from Iraq. He was in the military. He was enlisted in 03, went to Iraq and came back with not physical wounds, but he came back with internal wounds, mental wounds. Within a few months of returning from deployment, he was discharged from the army. When he got discharged, he literally just lost it. He threw himself in alcohol, became depressed. He was smoking and he attempted suicide for the first time. At that time, our family was just devastated. So my brother and I are close to begin with. So I started attending his medical appointment with him, taking him to PTSD classes, going to therapy with him. And I got interested in his background or what he did in the military as a nurse, I knew that I would be somebody that can help those soldiers in the front line. So it was like almost giving back for my brother. So I joined to, I was thinking about somebody else's son, somebody else's brother that could have been there for my brother if he had needed physical help in the military. So that was my main reason of joining was to honor my brother's services and to finish what he didn't. Wow. That is awesome. I mean, I joined for my brother too, but not for those reasons. (laughs) Wow. That is so deep, right? I joined, you know, my brother was in the Air Force and uh, following in his footsteps, but it was mainly, once again, very selfish, right? I wanted money for college. I wanted to travel, you know, that type stuff. And to hear your story of joining because of someone else, is truly magnificent. You truly are a giving spirit or have a giving heart, not just monetarily, but just 
um, in general. Wow, that is so awesome to hear. So with that, during your time in the Army, so you was a nurse in the Army I, as yep. well? I commissioned in 2009 after I graduated nursing school, and I was a nurse for 10 and a half years. Uh, so how did you earn your commission? I was direct commission. <laughs> oh, you was direct commission. I okay. Was direct commission on streets, had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> hey, girl, you went army, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, they got me right away, right away. <laughs> they snatched you up quick, girl. They probably like, what? She on a nurse? She don't know no better? Come on, we'll take you right over Seriously. here. Yes, yes. Oh, I my God. My first day, I had earrings on. You know, you guys can wear little, but I had hoops, you know? Like, <laughs> in uniform, okay? So... <laughs> Oh my God, they're probably like, where is she? They she. Yeah, she yeah. This E6, uh, E6 female instructor, she left the classroom. She met me at the door and she said, come here. <laughs> I couldn't even make it in the class. She's like, you need to take those earrings off. Wow, that is so crazy. That is so crazy. So, with that, as a nurse, and as, you know, a woman of color, do you feel like being a woman of color impacted your time in the military at all, negatively or positively? I had a hard time in the military and most people didn't know because I didn't talk about it a lot. And I always thought it was because, you know, I'm African and it's not just I'm African-American. I'm also African. They, they see me even, you know, further, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I was a brand new nurse and I felt like I was not mentor by my leadership. I was passed a lot. A lot of my age group or my cohort were getting like leadership position or becoming charge nurse on the unit or doing this extra curriculum duties. And I felt like I wasn't even noticed most of the time in my career. So yeah. 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 That's, I hear that a lot, you know, where we're not, one, we don't see a lot of people that look like us, right? Yeah. At the higher ranks in, in regards to then expecting someone I shouldn't say it's expectation, but hoping to get mentored, yeah, um, you know, to further our career, you know, type stuff that tends to not happen as easily yeah. um, being a person of color versus, you know, someone that wasn't of color. So I definitely understand that. So how many years did you end up doing in the Army? I did a 10 and a half years. Okay. Okay. And then decided that's enough. <laughs> I actually was med boarded. Okay. I was medically boarded out. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let's jump into this financial freedom journey of yours. You know, I always hear that the first step of any journey can be the hardest. So when did you start your journey towards financial freedom? Was it while you were still in the military or once you had transitioned out after you were medically boarded? Well, I think it has been slowly in progress for many years. I just didn't give it a definition at the time. I didn't okay. know what I was doing was working toward financial freedom. You know what I mean? Like 2012 is when I started using budgeting and it was on a sheet. So I would budget on a sheet. I would sit down at work or in my living room and I would write my budget on a sheet and post it in my wall. I would do that on a paper. There was no apps at the time. One of my young enlisted soldier, he saw me doing budgeting and he said, hey, you like doing finances? I said, yes. He said, go see this advisor at First Command Bank. So he sent me to First Command Bank. And that's when I started investing for the first time. So I met with him and he set me up with like 401k, set me up with IRAs and things like that. 
But it wasn't until 2019, my girlfriend came see me. She's in the Air Force. She's a major in the Air Force. She's a nurse as well. She said she went to Lackland for training and, of course, came to my house. And she knew me about the money and how responsible I am with my money. And she said, I think if you have a system, you would do really well. I took this class called Financial Peace University. I think you should take it because it will organize your money, it will organize your thoughts and that's really when it became a plan and when it became like a systematic. It was in 2019. But before I always, you know, very responsible with money. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know when I oftentimes work with my clients, you hear individuals say, well, I'm not good with money or I want to get out of debt, you know, that type stuff. Right. So one of the things I always ask them was why? Why do you want to get out of debt? What's important, you know, to you? What's driving you, so to speak, right? Because I truly believe that it's easier to get out of debt, but can you stay out? Yeah. Right? So did you have something driving you besides now that you found that plan? What was your why for wanting to turn your finances around? Yes, I have a why. (laughs) So in 2019, when my girlfriend came and recommended Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University, I had over $80,000 of debt. And it was a a debt that I accumulated through, and it was just like two years span. I invested in homes, like I buy homes, I flip them and I sell them. So in 2017, I purchased a home and it sits on the market for over a year and I lost money on it. So I was never able to get back that profit. And I had used credit card to fix that home. I also purchased a car and my family went to Kenya in 2019 and put it on credit card. So with all of that, it was over 80,000, right? So within two years, I had $80,000 of debt. So when I took the class, I also was in the wounded warrior at the time. And I was facing separation from the military. So they told me this was about December of 2019, right after I took Financial Peace University in September. So I had already learned about getting out of debt. I cut out my credit card, but I didn't make the plan yet to pay this off in such a time. I just knew this is a good idea. But December of 2019, the army told me that I was facing a separation and in four to six months, I can get out of the military. Wow. And that's when it really hit me. At the time, I was suffering from depression, PTSD, anxiety. I was uh, hospitalized for suicide ideation. I was just going through a lot of mental instability. So my thought was, I have three kids and I was facing a divorce. So my thought was, if I get out of the military with all this debt, and I wasn't even sure if I was stable enough to get a job after the military, I would not be able to sustain my life and my kids. So I said, okay, I made some lists and I figure out my budget. I said, if I didn't have this debt and the army gave me whatever, 50%, 60%, 70% or hundred percent, that would be enough for me to just focus on recovery and just take care of my kids. So I said, okay, within the next four to six months, I'm going to pay off as much as I can. Okay. And my goal was to pay all of it all before I got out of the military. And I didn't know how long, I didn't know how long I had. So I had to do it fast. So that was my why. My why was, it was really, I was in a desperate situation, honestly. (laughs) I was just desperate to get out of debt. Yeah. Yeah. That unexpected military transition um, is what really, and that's why I tell people all the time, those that are still serving, is like, you're going to transition in 
one day from the military, right? Whether it's on your own accord or, you know, non-voluntary, whether you get injured or reduction in force, whatever have you. So it's so important to always be in a position so that if something was to happen that's beyond your control, like yourself, that you can make that transition. You are then found yourself, you know, in this position to unexpectedly transition out of the military and, and to circle back around on that. Some of the things that you said that I found that really hit me was that you were suffering from mental health, you know, suicidal ideations. And it goes back to the reason why you joined because of your brother. Mm-hmm. He had those same thoughts, you said. Yeah. And you wanted to learn about that. And here you are finding yourself in the same type situation. So that's one thing about the military service. You just never know what's going to happen in your life at any given time. And it's so very important to, wow, to just be prepared as much as possible, right? Um, So when you make that transition, so once you found out, hey, you were going to get involuntary separated or MEB, you had four to five months or whatever. So you really went to work, (laughs) To pay off that debt. So what does that what does that entail? What did you do? I mean, to pay off well, over eighty thousand dollars in debt. What did you do to make that happen? So, and I believe that the universe conspire for our good. Okay, I believe in the law of just the law of gravity. We believe in what we think about become about. Right. So I believe Mm. all of that. In December, I was going through a class. It's a resume class. I was sitting in my resume class working on my resume. And one of my girlfriend who used to be my staff nurse at Brooke Army Medical Center sent me a text message. And she said, there is a really nice contract job at the local university. You should check it out. So I look at it and it was a contract that was a 20 weeks contract. And they were offering to pay six to three dollar an hour. You only do two days. You only do two days for 20 weeks and $63 an hour. So right then and there, I submitted my resume and I was working on my resume. I submitted my resume and I said, I can do this over the weekend. I can do this over the weekend because I was doing uh, IOP, intensive outpatient therapy, Monday to Friday. But I figure on the weekends, I can do this contract at the local hospital. So that's what I did. Within two weeks, I started it. I started January 16th of 2020. And you know, COVID hits in March. So they were able to allow us to work extra time. And I worked, I picked up extra hours. I was doing Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday morning before my therapy class. And I did that until the time I pay off my debt. That was the most biggest blessing in my journey. Second to that, I was also selling things I didn't need in my house. I learned that from the class, you know? <laughs> financial class, Financial Peace University. So I looked through my closet. I have purses that I haven't used in like five years. I sold them on eBay, on Facebook Marketplace. I was selling things. And biggest two things that I did, I love my every dollar budget. So I was glued to that budget. I was glued to it. I checked it every day. I had given myself a hundred dollar personal money to use for a month. And sometimes it would even be a more. Sometimes I would spend it on one shopping trip and just go the whole rest of six, <laughs> six, six, 30 days without anything else. But I was 
discipline to just stay focused and just use that $100 and no more on myself. So my budgeting was a lifesaver. Love, love that every dollar budget. So I was intentional about it, about everything, paying off that debt. You said it. You were intentional. I was intentional about it. That was my goal. That was the goal. Laser focus. That's what I like to say. When I was going through it, I was like, I was focused. And it was just helped me to, when you have all these shiny objects or other things coming to you to help you stay focused. So I commend you on that. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you have, you, you were going through a divorce or something. So did you eventually get divorced? I got divorced. I got divorced December, this past December. So, okay. Okay. So literally you were a single parent. Yeah. I mean, in all cases of the words. We separated April of 18 of 2018. Okay. So this whole time I was single. Okay. Which, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Were your children of age where they understood what you were doing? While mommy was working <laughs> all the time and gone all the time, were they of age to understand that? Yes and no. My oldest daughter is 19 now. She's in college now. But at that time, when I started it in 2019, 2020, she understood. But I have two little boys, five and four. So they're too young to know what's going on. And I was working night shifts. So most of the time they sleep anyways. But yeah, I was gone a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But like you said, it was all intentional and you knew it wasn't forever. You know, that's the biggest thing to make those sacrifices, just knowing that okay, this is a short period of time because we as women, you know, we'll take that person, you know what I mean? Start questioning ourselves as a mother, like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? I'm gone all the time. But if we can focus and say, okay, this is just for four months, five months, whatever it takes to reach that end goal, to make a better life, you know, not just for yourself, but ultimately for your children. Like they said, to ultimately change that your financial tree to break those generational curses, mm-hmm. right? Going for your children. So I just think that is so awesome. So with that, you said you was very intentional. Your budget was on point. Um, you sold stuff around your house. That was me too. <laughs> <laughs> Get that extra money, but being intentional and applying it towards the debt. But the big part of it sounds like it was your income, right? That $63 an hour debt. Okay, not the average person is going to make $63 an hour. So if you had to give some tips or advice or someone that's at the point, they're like, hey, I want to start working towards my journey and pay off debt, but I'm not making, you know, all this income. What would you say to um, someone like that where income may not be as high, but they still can start their journey? One of the things, you know, anybody have to remember is that they don't have to pay their debt off in 10 months. I did it in 10 months because of all what I said, my intention, my goal, and the fact that I was blessed to have a job that would allow me to do that. I was literally having two incomes coming in at the same mm-hmm. time. You know, my military, I was still active duty. Not many people are going to have that. And I understand that. But I think the most important part is being intentional about paying off their debt, no matter how long it's going to take them, you know, and being laser focused, like you said using a budget. The first thing is you got to make a decision. Got to make a decision. This is what you want. And if you make a decision, then have a plan for it. Write down your goals. I'm a goal-oriented person. I write my goal down everywhere in my house and, <laughs> and just focus on that. The time is irrelevant. Like it doesn't have to be a year. You know, if you have a hundred thousand dollars, it's going to take you way more than 
you know, the time it took me. So not worry about how long it's going to take you or she did it in 10 months, just being focused on your own goals and work toward it every day and put yourself on a budget spending. It doesn't matter how much money you bring in. If you're going to spend on things that are not important or things that are not part of your goal, then it's all going to go out. So just have a budget have a plan about it, bring more extra income in, doesn't matter how much and just stay focused and it will definitely happen. You will pay off your debt. Wow. I love that. Time is irrelevant. Yeah. That's what you said, you know, so no matter, it's your choice. You chose 10 months, right? Or you could have chose 10 years, but it's those byproducts that stand focused and stand intentional. And also something that you mentioned earlier that I think is really where it all begins when you make that decision to start your journey, your any type of journey, but really your financial freedom journey is that mindset. Just the mindset. Yes. I love it. It's I the mindset, it. yes. you know, and because Until you address your mindset, like the thoughts that you have around money, right? Like a lot of times you may not, you know, have grown up, you know, being surrounded by money. It may not have been talked about. It wasn't taught in school, that type stuff. So you don't know what you don't know. But once you make that decision or to have that change of mindset, that's really where it starts, man. And until you deal with that, I don't care what type of budget you're working with. It can be Dave Ramsey. It can be an app, like you said. It can be pen and paper, how you started, right? But until you change your thoughts and the way you speak about money, I tell people all the time, watch the words that are coming out of your mouth, right? You sitting here, I'm broke. I ain't going to never, you know, I'm always going to have a car payment. Oh, Really? Okay, well, you go, you stay over there with that because Ann don't do car payments, okay? <laughs> so yeah. it's so important, you know, how you think and also, you know, the people you surround yourself with as well. <laughs> I think it's so very important. I know when I was on my journey, you know, if you don't hear people talking about money or see people living a debt-free life, that's when you may think that it's not doable for yourself. Yeah. But when I was going through my journey, I was part of the Dave Ramsey. He had a board. Uh, it's called a Total Money Makeover. It was like a virtual community before Facebook and stuff like that. But yeah, it was just like-minded people talking about their st- what steps they're on, what they're doing, meal prepping. I mean, those virtual friends are now my lifelong friends. That's right. Right. So there's this one individual, like before I got deployed to Iraq from that board, she told me to read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And I was deployed and I read that book and I had a rental property. Well, I had turned my primary home into a rental property and I read that book. I took off my mind. I was like, okay, I'm about to pay off this house, you know, and then have that income producing asset, all that type stuff. But I say all that to say, you have to start where you are and, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people and to change your mindset. The numbers are the numbers. Yep. But it's that mindset that you have around money and your thoughts is really what drives you at the end of the day. We're it, gonna it, make is, it is so, so important. And just like you, I read books like that, like the Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's how I started with the real estate investment company too. After yeah. reading that, Poor Dad, I read like Earl Nightingale, The Stranger's Secret, and which is our mind, right? Our thoughts. I have a book coming up. I just finished a book. 
and I have one of my chapter. Yes, it's the chapter is called How I Got Here, right? So it's it really talks about some of the things I implemented. And on one of the subject on the chapter is mindset. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about that because I don't think I would have got here without having a change in my mind. And, you know, I'm from a refugee camp. My family really didn't know anything about money. We grew up in cows and milk and farm. Those were our money. I had to teach myself and had to change myself about what I was taught. At church, we were taught, you know, if you're rich, you're a bad person, you know? Mm. Yeah. So having things was seen as you're greedy or you're bad and you're not going to go to heaven. So there's a lot of programming that I had to reprogram. So yes, and that is one of the chapter in the book that I talked about how I got here. So mentorship, I talked about mentorship, the friendship, people you have to surround yourself with and the mindset. So definitely, I agree with what you <laughs> said. I ain't even read your book yet, so I know it's going to be good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I know that, you know, everything, your journey is going to um, expire Many, it has already, um, like I said, when I first read about it, I was like, wow, I have to get her on just to, to share this word out there is that if you and I, two single parents, <laughs> veterans of the military can do it to reach our definition of financial freedom, because everybody's definition is different, while our stories and our reasons or our why might be the same or similar, I should say, our definitions are different. But if anybody, if you and I can do it in our situation, anybody can do it. That's right. Anybody can do it, right? It's just a matter of, like you said, changing that mindset, finding a plan that works for you mm-hmm. or works for them, right? For us, we love Dave Ramsey, Yeah. right? Some people don't, and that's totally fine. But you have to do find a plan that works for you and your lifestyle and that you're going to stick with and yeah. to answer your why at the end of the day. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. So thank you for putting this out there because there is a lot of people that didn't even know that this exists. Right. So yeah. just sharing our stories, somebody else going to find that that's going to be like, wow, this is my wake up call. This is for me. You know, this is definitely for me. So that's what it is about changing yeah. lives. So you're definitely helping a lot. Thank you for changing that. Changing lives. Like you said, one story at a time, mm-hmm. right? So their situation may be different, but that's what I'm like, man, if we can do it, so can you. Don't get it twisted. Oh, you're a doctor. No, oh, no. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a medical doctor and <laughs> I reached financial freedom before I got my education, right? Yeah. So that's, I have to squash that a lot of times because people get caught up on that. You know, yeah. similar, you know, to yourself when we were in the military. Oh, you was an officer. Oh, I sir, I was 12 years enlisted before I came an officer. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? So don't come up with the excuses. You can always come up with the excuses. Um, as to why somebody are where they are, but that's not the case. So anybody can do it. So once again, thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm so very excited to share your story uh, with my audience and I wish you continued success uh, spreading the word on financial literacy and the importance of one's personal finances. Thank you for having me, and thank you so much. And um, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Alrighty. So there you have it, everybody. Thank you for listening to another remarkable episode. 
If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave a review, and make sure you spread the word about the podcast to your battle buddies. To learn more, please jump over to www.drannjames.com. Thanks again for spending time with us and be sure to join in next time to the Freedom Battle Buddies of Color podcast.